You're listening to E-Commerce Marketing School, presented by Privy. Hey there, Tony here, and welcome back to E-Commerce Marketing School. Today, we're taking a look at inflation, how it's affecting the e-commerce industry, and what changes you can make to your store to account for the shift in consumer behavior. Now, don't get me wrong. I could just come up here and say, inflation is high. People are spending less. Time to get more creative with your marketing. Really zero in on a niche. But let's be honest, everyone is saying that. And inflation has always been this weird thing, right? Where the people telling us inflation is high and it's affecting their daily lives, they're probably not that affected by it, right? Like, I know my groceries are a little bit more expensive. I see many family and friends being laid off because of changes in the market. I hear a lot about inflation having to do with my gas prices, my 401k, all these macro things. And then we hear that people just aren't going to spend as much money. And frankly, that's not entirely true. A recent report from G2 said that in the height of inflation, people actually spent more money on things like groceries, not because of the prices that were higher, but because many of them chose slightly higher grocery prices over the still more expensive restaurant. So during an inflationary period, which many would argue is still raging on, it's a good time to get a little scrappier with your marketing. So here's some things that you can implement to have your customers see you as a grocery store of essentials and not an out-of-budget restaurant. The first thing to keep in mind is that consumers are thinking of purchases as investments. I mean, you get this yourself, right? You see Shopify apps raising prices and services aren't offering as many discounts and you're forced with a decision to make. And your customers are actually doing the same. In Attentive's 2023 Trends and Insights report, Sarah Varney stated that shoppers are going to be asking themselves, is this high quality? Is it going to last me a long time? Does this do everything I need it to? Or will I need to buy more items? To these shoppers, value isn't just a short-term benefit or a dollar percentage amount off. It's about the long-term value they get by choosing a brand or product that supports them. Now, there are several ways to put that into action, but here are a couple. First, think of something that would sound insanely valuable to your customer, actually be insanely valuable, to them if they needed it and isn't a massive lift on your end. For instance, one brand offered free repairs to extend the life of an item. Now they knew their product well, they knew their product didn't break often, and when it did break, that it would be a massive help for their customer to have it taken care of. So they estimated that the benefit or gross income that this promotion would generate would offset the cost of free repairs and they went for it. Another one that I'm always a big proponent of is educating shoppers about how to get the most out of their purchase with how-tos and demo videos. This was a big pillar in the SEO's episode because it affected so many areas of your business, but it's especially true here. If someone is a little more peculiar with how they spend their money, you can bet they'll research the hell out of it before making a purchase. And Scott Cunningham told us that this happens with every purchase, right? The customer becomes a detective. They find out if the brand can be trusted. Does this company offer support if I have an issue? Are they even a real company? Do they have positive reviews? Do they care enough about my shopping experience to guide me through it? Do they have videos on how to use the product? All of these things affect the buyer's decision. So in a time when the buyer is quicker to put on their investigator hat, adding these elements to your marketing and resource areas serves as a great backboard for skeptical buyers to hit on their way to the sale. Now, another way to get uncertain buyers to buy with less roadblocks is to create inspirational content to make them feel more connected to your brand. 
Now, I actually don't like that I included it in here. I don't like how it comes out of my mouth, inspirational content, but I actually do think it needs to be said because when we're in the thick of running our business and we know our mission, we can kind of beat it, you know, like beat it to death in our own brains. Like we know it, we don't need to hear it. We don't need to focus on it, but you have to remember that people who have never heard of your brand, they've never heard your story. They need to hear it for the first time and you need to present it still in your marketing as if it's the first time people hearing it because it is. So you need to get out of your own head. You need to put the mission of your brand front and center, and you need to continue inspiring people to align with your mission. So like I said, get out of your head, put some time aside, get it all written out, form it into a marketing campaign and put it out there in the world. But this year is actually a great time to try that. And I know you may not have the budget for a JMB whiskey commercial or be able to compete with the annual Budweiser or Coca-Cola commercials, but that doesn't mean you can't interview customers on why they love your brand or take video with the professional camera in your pocket and document the manufacturing process of your product and, and share these with your audience. Remember, some of the best marketers see something they like in the wild, they steal it and they apply it to their business. So if you don't know what inspires your customers yet, take a look at what works on you and try to twist it for your own use. Now, something I wanted to mention in this episode as well is that not only do we talk with loads of store owners, but we also chat with a lot of customers. And of course, we are all customers as well. I'm a consumer, you're a consumer, and we've come to find some pretty consistent truths in our behavior when shopping with a limited budget. First, we often return back to brands we are loyal to, brands that have served us well in the past, ones that have proven quality and reliability will be our first choice. So don't forget to really focus on repeat purchases in your marketing. Second, keep an eye on your competition and don't be afraid to raise your prices a little if you need to. So many merchants are afraid to raise their prices because they think people will jump ship for other brands. But if you are one of the ones who think this, then there's a good chance you aren't paying attention to your competitors. Businesses in every niche are raising prices to keep up with the rising costs of running a business. But some consumers who don't find loyalty in a brand will choose the less expensive option when comparing similar products. So do some digging, do what you need to do to keep your business afloat, obviously, but also stay competitive with the pricing of your niche. And third and finally, don't sacrifice anything on the customer side if you can help it. I touched on this briefly in Monday's episode, but remember, if your site loads too slowly, if you wait too long to respond to customer emails or chats, if you're constantly out of stock, if you allow roadblocks to exist in the customer's way, each of those will give them another reason to go to a competitor. Now, I know a lot of this just sounds like normal advice for any time of year, and sure, this would probably help you year round, but we have seen firsthand over many financial seasons that it's always worth it when you prioritize the customer's experience. And if you can't, we've seen some companies craft some really powerful and transparent messages as to why they can't. So this year, focus on inspiring your customers, having their back during the harder times, and guiding them through the purchase process as if they were your only one and communicating to them clearly when you can't. Now, that's all I'll leave you with today. Thank you once again for listening to this show. Now, if you like listening to e-commerce marketing school, please consider leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. This helps more people find the show. And with that, you'd be supporting our mission to help more e-commerce store owners around the globe grow their business. So with that, thank you. Find us on YouTube on the Privy channel, Instagram at e-com marketing school, and me on Twitter at Tony from the pod. I'll see you next time. Bye.